Oh, it's so spontaneous this way. And now, now I, you, I what don't were we talking you about before? Repeat what you're talking about. <laughs> uncut gems. Let's. Oh yeah, uncut gems. No. What, what is they... uncut gems about? Dan is. <laughs> Dan says it's just a movie about making you feel as much anxiety as possible. Tori you... says. <laughs> Oh, that's, I have Barry for that. <laughs> also, my life. There's a, there's a real great, great opening. Um, we're keeping it. We should just be recording from the start. Like, I bet there, there I bet there are uncut gems that we always miss. Yeah, but How's then you that? gotta go through and you gotta cut out all the parts where we should talk producer Seth. I mean, do we have to cut them? Mm, maybe not. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh boy. Welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba television podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And uh, our own local Pajiba parent slash guardian, Dustin Rolls. Hello, Tori. Hi, Dustin. If you're our guardian... That feels like we're all in trouble. Right? I think so. I mean, I mean, I know that you're an actual parent, and then those those kids are well taken care of. But for the rest of us, uh, well, hmm. you know. <laughs> and yeah, are you at like? Are you saying you're our guardian or like the no, podcast just, guardian? No, I'm just a parent slash guardian. Just generally, not, mm-hmm. just generally, not specifically okay. to the site. It's more of a statement of fact this week. Oh. But you also are kind of the parent slash guardian of the site. Of the site, yes. But yeah. you are the parent slash guardian of the podcast. I don't think publisher slash guardian. I feel like I feel like Dustin. You you had the idea originally. You were just like, did I? I thought it was your idea. Yeah. No, you you no, came you. to me very drunk and said, oh, no, we sense. should do a podcast. Yeah, you had a drunk conversation with me at South by. See, it was brewing a long time. Did I yeah. did I say Dan at the time? Not that time. You were like, well, let's do a podcast. We need to find a third host. And then a couple weeks later, I assume you were drunk at that point too, but you slacked me and you were like, Dan. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's the origins of Podjiba. Uh, How many episodes later? I don't know. Almost. We're like 130-something, 140. I don't know. We're... We're up there. We've done we've done a few we've episodes. Gotta be up there because like Smartless did a hundred today, and they haven't been around that long. I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, that's one of the, the smartest ones. No, I know, yeah, but I'm saying like they haven't been around hundreds, that long. But they did their hundredth episode today, and it feels like we've been around a lot longer than they have. Do they do more than one a week? No. No. We're no, at one thirty forty. We're at like one forty. We're at around 140, um, somewhere around mm. there, and we've... I feel like two weeks ago we looked it up and it was like 139, and I feel like we should remember, <laughs> but I like that it's just, we just pull out numbers every single time. I can look it up. 
No, don't look it up. Why? Don't We're wasting up, precious we time. No, come on. We only have an hour, Dan. Oh, that's not. Oh, oh, today is 140. 140, yes. see? I can gotcha. count. Yeah. We'll always uh, be 40 ahead of Smartless, maybe. Unless we well, take uh, break. We'll see. Anyway. Hear, uh, <laughs> what? I was going to say, I hear we're going to have to take a break soon. Oh, uh, well, yeah, maybe. That's a, uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, there's, there are always opportunities for uh, other people to come in and guess Other host, perspectives. So. Yeah. Um, mm. But, Briefly. you know, we just, I feel like we don't have enough time for it. Now, now who's <laughs> wasting time complaining about we can't talk about this on the podcast? Long beach vacations, what? Um, yeah, there, there's a beach, probably. I don't know. Are there? Yeah, there's water. It's, you get it. Anyway, um, we don't have any, are we talking about food? We don't have any, I feel like there's no natural food conversation. Um, well, we could start with talking about what we're drinking. We could. We could. Uh, Tori, what are you <laughs> drinking? Thanks, Tori. Uh, I, I am drinking a Halyard The Breeze. It is a hibiscus oh. and lime ginger beer. I've always seen this can because it's like teal and pink and looks really nice. And I, I never had the courage to try it. And then I was like, seems like a podcast worthy thing. It does do, yeah. Um, and I've never had just ginger beer. Like I've always had ginger beer in cocktails, but never just like had it. Um, ginger beer, like alcoholic? Yeah, 4.5% alcohol. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, but it doesn't taste like it's getting you drunk because it kind of just tastes like ginger ale, like fruity ginger ale. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. Get that, the drunk it's that not, up on you. But also, I kind of just want to add liquor to it. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I have two cans of it, so I'm probably going to, it's very sugary too, so I don't know how I'm going to feel by the end of the second can. <laughs> it's easy to drink though, I'll give it that. All right. Um... Dustin, what about you? Um, this week, I, I went and bought a beer called um, Little Peach. And I thought, ooh, I like peach. That'll be good. And then I poured it, and it's brown. Look, it's brown. Nobody likes brown beer. Yeah, it's a brown brown ale. What's wrong with brown yeah, ale? There's a I, whole I, genre of beer. I yeah. understand, and I never liked anything that was brown. And then I drink it, and then it was like, this is really good. And then like... I had it last week, and like four beers later, I was wasted. Yeah. Well, you know why? It's, so brown ales are very malty. So it's got more sugar in it anyway. So mm-hmm. that might be like it might pair very well with peach because it think, should be kind of sweet. It yeah. It doesn't taste as harsh as most brown beers. It's because you keep. What do you mean drinking? harsh? No, I, I was like going to say because you just keep accidentally buying IPAs and saying you don't like IPAs. Oh. But like Guinness, I don't like that. That's a brown beer, right? Mm. It looks brown. No. No, that's a, a what are they called? Isn't it like a, a stout? Stout. stout. Yeah. yeah. Stout's gross. I thought all brown beers were stout. No. I don't know. A brown about ale beer. is just kind of sweet. Hmm. But well, not all, because uh, there are some like have you ever had a, a an oatmeal stout? I haven't, because I'm afraid of them. So they're actually delightful. I used to make ice cream floats. I used to take a oatmeal stout and add a scoop of ice cream. Why would you be afraid of a beer? Because it's so dark. No, it's just. It... They're just like it's like you're drinking a you're drinking a meal. Yeah. Or like the peanut butter like... stout. Like it's like it's a beer, but it tastes vaguely like peanut butter. 
I like a beer you can maybe sort of see through. Not water, but you know, a nice yellow <laughs> beer. You just want a Miller High Life. No, no, no. Allagash. Or, or, or the, I also have tonight, um, you know, a sour, which are nice and. Ooh. What, what kind of sour? I've had this one before. It's a preble raspberry sour. Oh. All right. Um, as for me, I'm, I'm not exciting this week because I, I actually went to the store, or I was going to the store today, and the parking lot was full, and I had a mild, like, not panic attack, but I was just like, ah, fuck it. And then I came home, so I did not get any new alcohol. Because those tiny grocery stores in L.A. And those tiny uh, parking lots. Was it a it, Ralph's? No, it wasn't a Ralph's. It was a Sprouts. I don't know uh, what the hell that I is. was going yeah, to go. It's like, a, it's like a weird kind of like, it's, it's, I think it. I think it's in between Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Like, it's in the middle oh. spectrum. But it's like a, I don't know, I was going to try it just because I was like, oh, I wanted, I had to go down near it anyway, so I thought I'd try it. And then uh, the parking lot was full, and then I was frustrated. Uh, and so now I'll never go back. Yeah, so it's dead was, to you. It's dead yeah. to me. That was their one shot. Um, but you have the magic liquor cabinet, so you're never without... I do. So instead, I looked in the magic liquor cabinet, uh, remembered I have Hirsch bourbon, which I have not had in a while. So that's uh, that's what I'm having today. Um, and that I don't remember good. the backstory to Hirsch, but I remember, I think JS explained it to us. So uh, the first time I had it. Was it that one? That one, there was some backstory to, I think, either the, the founder's name or the Oh, name yeah, yeah, of yeah. who Hirsch is, or I don't, anyway, yes. um, that's neither here nor there. There's there's too much TV to talk about, or is there? There's less. There's plenty. There's, there's plenty. plenty. It's just uh, that you and I maybe haven't done all of our <laughs> homework. Look, Dustin's watched a lot of TV, which he'll cover in his five minute free for all. But before before we get to that, Tori is back with a new Kung Fu Corner. Uh, oh. oh. Take it yes. away, Tori. Penultimate episode. It is the penultimate episode. And let me tell you, okay, so Jalan has been rocking this long, like, coat that has a little zipper thing at the midline, and it kind of flares out, and it's phenomenal, and it's really picking up the slack because Nikki hasn't been wearing any capelets lately. So, um, so that's really important for you all to know. Other than that, apparently Kung Fu has gone, um, it's doing body snatchers now which is a, a curveball I did not see coming, very into it. Uh, so there's a big uh, back and forth about what uh, Russell Tan's big evil plan has been, right? So the first, uh, Juliet thought he was trying to bring back his dead older son. She was wrong, and unfortunately Russell killed her. Ryan figured out that Russell is trying to become immortal. That's why he wants to get to that realm. He was right, but missed an important part, which is that part of that whole immortality is that he doesn't want to be old for it. So he needed... Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. So he, uh, the reason he'd been pitting all of his kids against each other uh, for supremacy wasn't so that they could take over the company. It was so he could pick the one that he, whose body he would take. 
So with the older son dead and now Juliet dead, he had to get Kerwin back. And uh, Kerwin didn't trust him, but was like trying to get information. And then unfortunately, Russell uh, did the ceremony and killed Kerwin's, I guess, soul, <laughs> but took over his body. Um, and the actor playing Kerwin did a really good job playing Russell. Like it was very creepy when he was like, oh, now I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really, really good job. Um, so, you know, Jalan had like a little, little sad moment of realizing that the guy that she totally loved, but also thought she killed was now really dead sort of, but she had to fight his body. It was very complicated. Um, so that's where we're going into the finale. Uh, uh, Russell Kerwin has just banged the bell and, uh, Oh, and, uh, uh, Henry's dad died. I think, yeah, died. He got shot. Pretty sure he's dead. Um, that was very sad. Um, so their little, like, uh, magic uh, sound toaster uh, no longer works. Uh, so they couldn't cancel off the sound of the bell. The bell's going off. There's probably going to be an earthquake. Althea maybe committed some slight fraud by pushing out a, a push notification to everyone's phones who had downloaded her app, which she definitely shouldn't have the access to do. But, you know. She's going to save lives. She's going to save lives. She's going to lose her company and, you know, but that's fine. Um, and uh, Nikki and Jalan are, they have to beat up Kerwin. Oh, hopefully. And deal the bell. I think that's it. You know, what I noticed this week, I've been noticing it a lot. Uh, Dan, who doesn't watch the show. Yes. Tweets about it a lot. Yeah. Every Wednesday. I mean... That's at that's Dan weird. Hamamura. Right. It is yes. weird. Yeah. I mean, look, it's I I I want to support the uh, there there are only so many Asian American shows, and uh, I feel <laughs> sure. like it's it's important for me to show support. You know, even though it's it's uh, yeah I don't it's not that I don't want to watch it. I just happen to not watch it. So so you can't explain to me. So here's one thing that I noticed. Um, so there's the possibility, so the bell could possibly cause this, uh, big earthquake. Uh, and so Althea did the push notification to out to the 30,000 people who have downloaded her app. I'm assuming San Francisco has a larger population than 30,000. Right. Um, and you also have the parents, uh, or, you know, like, uh, Nikki's family is kind of prepping the community center as sort of a kind of triage and the mom and... Her mom is getting food gathered and all this stuff. So it seems like Chinatown is covered. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure anyone else in the city <laughs> has gotten the update about this, this earthquake. Um, so I'm really, I'm like, is the whole city going to go to the community center? Or is it really just like Chinatown's going to be okay? Which I'm fine with. <laughs> I just, I, mean, I really like the idea that like, there's like 30,000 people who knows what, know what's up and they're just right. not telling anyone else. Right. Um, I mean, I don't, I obviously can't say since I right. have not seen it. I feel like if I were, if I had the power of such a, such a, such an, a phone app, uh, I might, you know, try to access their contacts and, you know, spread it that way so it can go out oh, further. Oh, you can oh, do man. that? Well, yeah, that was the, the whole back door. That was the whole thing. I thought it was just so that she could access the phones, not the phone's contacts and go even further. Well, that's crazy. I mean, phone. that's a real breach of privacy. That's a super, but then they, but then it would have to know which people are within the region. 
Because you wouldn't be pushing, you know, if people's moms are in Oklahoma, right. you're not pushing right. a notification to them. Right. Wow. Yo, technology Maybe is Tori's crazy. overthinking this one. <laughs> I mean, I it's, it, it does sound like, again, I don't watch the show, so I can't speak no, to it. No. But just... it, does, it does sound like those, uh, have you ever gotten alerts of, like, stolen car or, like... Yeah, where it's, uh, yeah they kind of know where your GPS yeah, location is, and yeah. they can kind of... That's a lot. I just, I was just worried because it's a lot of beds for her dad to set up. And, mm -hmm. like, I just worry about him. Um, I mean, it sounds real exciting, though. So, yeah, it I'm does. excited. I am. It, it does look like there's going to be some, uh, 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 what, uh, fantasy land? What do you call them? Dreamscapes? Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope. Anyway, Kung Fu is looking really good, and uh, by the time, so Wednesday is the finale, that's the day that this podcast will be available, so if you're listening to this, you should watch the finale of Kung Fu. And follow right. Dan on Twitter, because he has lots of little facts about the episode that he doesn't watch. Yeah. I mean, and he look, harasses I, other writers. I make, I make all those facts up, so, <laughs> which is, which, you know, makes sense, because I don't watch the show, so. Right. Uh, but that was Tori's Kung Fu Corner. Uh, thank you, Tori. We are next moving on to uh, the segment that every. Oh, I I forgot something. Uh, one of our one of our uh, one of our listeners uh, wrote in to Dustin, right? Yeah. And uh, and said that uh, that they they miss the uh, they they don't like the timer, which we are implementing once again. <laughs> Um, which I, I, I understand it because it, it makes it feel like, uh, you know, like we're, maybe it feels like we're rushing or maybe it feels like we're not rushing. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> we're dragging our feet. <laughs> uh, all, all I want to say is that we hear you. We, we are, we are thankful for the feedback. We are, we are still using the timer at least for now. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate that you would be willing to spend more time with us. It's just yeah. that we're not willing to spend yeah. more time. <laughs> At 140 episodes in, we can do an hour, and that's it. The other thing, and I feel like this is, I mean, people know because we reference it and because that's where our cold open comes from, but we always have the pre-pod. Right. So we've, like, we maybe are recording for an hour, but we're talking for much longer right and we just start recording when we run out of life topics and and yeah. we kind of get to the point where all we have to talk about is television like that's part yeah. of it it's not forced yeah should open up the pre-pod to patreon and then we can just get ourselves all fired but get like five dollars <laughs> a month for it oh <laughs> yeah so yeah. if you want to hear about how my cat's belly is shaved and looks really <laughs> weird uh hit us up on patreon <laughs> <laughs> Buy us a coffee on Kofi. <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't worry. The uh, the pre-show will never be recorded. Um, it will never be. Never. Dan's never put down. Uh, look, all I'm saying is, as long as I'm steering this ship, I mean, you know, it, it, in the event well, that I'm not here, you can do whatever you want. But so come back to us in late July. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin and I drive this ship right into the ground. Look, look, it's it's just I I don't want. Uh, I think that the pre pod is important for us to be able to just just have conversation amongst the three of us. 
uh, and producer Seth when he is here. Um, but to, uh, you and know, just talk to... shit about producer Seth when he's not. Yeah. <laughs> or exactly. when he's here. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, that's, that's, that's our time. And then the, uh, look, it, the podcast is already not edited enough. I don't need to have to edit it more by having to cut out personal and beeping out. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's time for Dustin's five minute free for, Oh, I'm sorry. Dustin explains television presents Dustin's five minute free for all, uh, our weekly segment where Dustin, uh, will tell us about a whole bunch of different shows. You Um, did write them down. Good. I did, but I don't get a song this week. Oh, do I have to sing for you too? Oh, what was this? I forget. This oh, um, no, it was uh, watching holes with Dustin. No, but that was the one you were talking about a whole show. Are you going to talk That's about right. a whole show this week? No, no. But, you know. <sighs> All right, hold on, hold on. Uh, Dustin didn't watch no holes. No hole watch with Dustin rolls. <laughs> That's right, it's no hole watch. <laughs> whole, that was lovely. Thank you. Whole free Dustin. Um, <laughs> a holeless Dustin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a whole five minutes. Uh, we're still yelling these out to you? Okay. I feel like I have a lot to say this week, but I'm going to keep it under five. No, right, you should take your time, and if you run out of time, right. that's the whole point of having mm-hmm. a timer. Sometimes right. you get cut off. All right, we're going. Ready? All right. Go. Uh, uh, time Traveler's Wife. Uh, you know, it's in. The, it's only a six-episode season, and it's like sort of lightweight, and uh, I've become, come to enjoy it a lot more than I thought, and I'm kind of sad about it ending. It's a very sweet love story. Ain't creepy, but sweet. <laughs> the Staircase. Um... The thing about the staircase is, uh, having completed the entire series now, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the fascination with it. It's a very well acted show. It's a very good performances, but I don't understand what the obsession is with this particular case. It's not that intriguing. Uh, Irma Vep. Um, Alicia Vikander is good. Uh, I don't really get the show either yet, and maybe I will after a couple episodes, but I found the first one kind of slow and dull and then kind of interesting in the end. So I'll keep with it for another episode or two, but I'm not loving it. Uh, This is going to hurt. Oh, my God, I watched the whole series this week, and oh, oh, I think that's the best show I've seen this year. It is is about a doctor uh, played by Ben Wishaw who works at the... uh, uh, NIH in the UK and he's overworked and underfunded and just heartbreaking stories and but uh, darkly comic uh, brilliantly acted. I just I cannot recommend the show enough. It's just so good. Ooh, uh, Becoming Elizabeth. Um, new star show on stars about Elizabeth takes it's set in like the six year, at least in the beginning about the six years before she takes the throne when King Edward her little brother is the king and she's like having a tryst with her stepmother's husband um, it's okay it's not I mean it sounds more interesting than it actually is it's a lot of sort of melodrama I don't know I'll stick with it for a little while longer uh, girls five Eva 
the season finale of this week and Paula Pell's character uh, had a, like a knife fight, like a big action sequence with uh, one of the guys from the Property Brothers. It was very funny. And also, oh, um, Renee Elise Goldberry, uh, Goldsberry, she is having like uh, an affair with uh, Chad Coleman from The Wire. And oh my God, he plays the lunch lord. Like he runs a lunchroom at a school and he's so, so good in this. So please watch that show too. Uh, Dark Winds. Uh, new AMT sh show set on a uh, Native American reservation in the 70s. It's about sort of a double uh, murder that's connected to a, um, a bank robbery involving a helicopter. And it's the, the production values are not great, but I think it's okay. There's some mysticism in it, though, that I, that, that I don't know. I, I never love mystic mysticism. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, physical... Eh, it's a show. <laughs> uh, evil. Oh, it came back. Uh, it's one of those, uh, this, this episode, um, they tried to find out whether when you die, uh, your body loses any weight. So they, like, put a dead, uh, somebody who's about to die in, like, this case. Uh, the guy from uh, The Princess Bride never uh, find a land war in Asia guy. And uh, when he dies to see if, like, if he loses weight, to account for his soul. So it was, a, it was a fun episode, sort of a lightweight opener, but I love these characters. I think the name you were looking for was Wallace Shawn. Thank yes. you, yes, Wallace Shawn. <laughs> for all mankind. Uh, best show of the summer. Just fucking watch it. If you don't listen to anything else, I, I say watch the show. Just just the best. I love that for you. Um, the, the, the big lie is unraveling at this point and everybody's lies are unraveling as it heads into next week's season finale and I, I, I've grown to like it quite a bit. Pete Davidson and Friends. Uh, this is the second one I watched. I watched Bill Burr and Friends last week. This is just this Netflix comedy festival where they get like a good headliner to give six minutes and then they get a bunch of people you never heard of to do six minutes and they're not, they're all kind of mediocre to bad after you and the six minutes you see with like the headliner is something that they've been advertising on you on twitter for weeks anyway but i'll watch amy schumer's next just to see uh gangs of london oh my god dan so i had only watched three episodes before and i loved it so last night i watched the final episode seven episodes finally this season and, one uh, yeah, season one. And I loved it until the last two episodes when the damn show just went off the rails. Wow. Well, uh, pretty good, Dustin. Uh, except for that, that Gangs of London erasure. Uh, which yeah. It's not a great no. You saw it. It goes yeah. off the rails. No. No, as soon as he blows up the building, then it turns it into sets, Mr. Robot. It sets, up, it sets up a season two, is what it does. Doesn't. A season two that is no longer Gangs of London. Uh, we don't know that yet, because we haven't but seen All the gangs the are dead. There are other gangs, Dustin. What happens <laughs> in a vacuum? New gangs come. Yeah. I guess so. I don't, you know, no, the, the, the action is, you, you can't beat that. And yep. the characters are pretty good. Um, but I think it had... It, lost the thread there. I, I will say, I, I was a little bit bummed that the show strayed from, like, as it as the conspiracy goes deeper and expands, uh, it gets away from kind of, like, like, the early episodes have, like, Tori, I think, I think whether you've yeah. seen it or not, I think I sent you the, uh, like, the bar yeah. fight. 
which is from the first. So like it gets away from like the street level, like that kind of action, and then becomes more either guns or like just like bigger set pieces, um, in a way that it, it's still entertaining, but like you know not as. But it also yeah, it's less about other killing other gang members and more about killing like the billionaires and capitalists and corporate CEOs. Ah, so the real gang. Yeah. The real gangs of London does. Yes. But it's just a different show. (laughs) Message, or that's the show it was all along. Mm. Uh, Maybe so. Mm. I feel like uh, they were just kind of going with it and then kind of got stuck and just decided to make it a bigger and bigger conspiracy, which is what shows too often do, and then sort of lose their way. But... (sighs) I'm sure they'll find exciting things to do in the second season whenever that ever comes. You're just defending capitalists. Mm-hmm. I am not, Tori. <laughs> Very pro-banker. I'm true. Yeah. From the <laughs> Dustin Rolls corner. Um, that's what happens when you have no holes, Dustin. That yeah. is true. But still, you know, it's a really good show and people should watch that. They should get the AMC Plus for a month and watch that and uh, that... Um, the, um, thing that will uh that this is gonna hurt and like three seasons of discovery of witches sure which is a show that happened what what why can't <laughs> I, look i can wait discovery witches wasn't that stars no or was that amc no, Plus? Uh, yeah. yeah and you or can you can watch better call bbc Saul. america maybe yeah, i don't know yeah and dark winds right yeah yes which may be good maybe yeah it's hard to tell it's got um stan beeman in it so and That's great. Zon McLaren. <laughs> yes. Who, wait, yeah. who? The lead? The lead oh, actor. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary indigenous actor Zon McLaren. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well. Um, He's good. And Robert yes. Redford produces. So I, you'd think they'd get some more money on it. but Not on Sundance or AMC. Yeah. But it's intriguing enough to stick around. Good. But also watch Ghouls for Five Ever, because it's just... Dan, have you watched it? The second season? You watched the first season, right? I'm about two episodes into season two. Okay. Uh, Girls Five Ever is one of those shows that, like, it's... It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just... I don't know why... It's not quite as... It's one of those shows that I think feels so much like... It's like it feels like someone doing a Tina Fey show, which makes sense because it's a Tina of, Fey show. right. But like, but she's not the showrunner on it, is what I mean. And like it, it feels like I don't know. It I, I don't know exactly how to. It's like it's like a photocopy. Like it's not the original. I feel like all of her sort of proteges end up doing that. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, it's not. There's nothing against that. It's just like there's. There's something, it's missing a little piece to me that makes me want to come back immediately. Um, it, it's not that I dislike the show or that the show isn't good. It's really just that, like, there's something, I don't know, it doesn't grab me in the same way that, uh, you know, like 30 Rock did. But There's uh, so many jokes at, like, white women over 40 at their expense that I, that I had completely forgotten that it wasn't a Tina Fey show. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, Mr. Mayor, which was canceled this year, um, which was, was a Tina Fey show. Yeah. Right. But I mean, the same thing, like, even with that compared to 
like you know it it has the rhythm of a Tina Fey show uh, but just something and I enjoy it when I watch it but getting over the hump of actually watching it was difficult for me for some reason I don't know anyway mm. that's, that, um, was, that was done so easy and Girls Bob Mappa has songs and Chad Coleman you have to see Chad Coleman I mean I'll get around that's to true. it he'll get there um but, you know, I've never seen of, him in a comedic role, and he is a goddamn delight. There's a lot of a lot of other stuff to, to watch. I could just watch <laughs> Abbott Elementary again. Oh, uh, what if they get him in next season? Oh Ooh. my god! Right? Only as the Lunch Lord, as the same universe, he could play the Lunch Lord. They already had the Lunch Guy. But they could have another. Oh, another one. Lunch Battle. Um. Hmm. Anyway. We've got uh, about 27 minutes left. Just oh, God, okay. Heads up. Barry, um, Barry finale. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's start with that. It's great. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so. Was it, wait, was it? What do you mean, wait, was what? it? Okay, no, okay. Dustin, <laughs> just, shh, shh. Okay, for, real quick, real quick. So we'd been talking before the episode aired about what we thought could happen. And one of the things that I was really stuck on was this idea that like Sally was going to come back to Barry and like ask him to um, now help her exact revenge because she's kind of fallen off and that somehow like that. And I liked that that happened, but it definitely it wasn't setting up the second season like it happened in a very isolated incident. And what they really set up was that sort of the almost like the corrupting influence of Barry. Like now it's not just him kind of stuck in this pattern of, of violence. It's now spreading to those who who he, he's gotten close to. So Sally kills someone in the finale. Um, Hollywood uh, Hank, Noho Hank or whatever, uh, kill, like has been in Bolivia, like kills the um, his lover's like wife to save him. So he's finally got blood on his hands. Um, and then you think for a second that Gene is also like getting ready to kill. Um, and then that's like the ultimate twist is like he he doesn't he's he's conspiring to get Barry caught by the like caught red red handed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also see the before he goes to like, you know, and so it's this kind of bittersweet thing where Barry was the one who had pushed Gene into the situation, like threatening his family and stuff like that. But then, but then he also, he shows up to stop Gene from killing and he's going to kill And so Barry is going to kill, um, Janice's father. Uh, but he had just had the conversation, the confrontation with the FBI agent that had been the guy that he had saved in the army. Right. Um, and that guy had told him like, just stop now. Like if he, like right. he doesn't apprehend Barry, but he's like, you need to stop all of this. Like just essentially just don't kill again. So like, once again, it's Barry is, has this second chance and then makes the decision like to get to, to kill, to protect other people, whatever. And in this case, he finally gets caught. So going into the next season, um, yeah, Barry's in custody, Fuchs is in custody, uh, Sally has just murdered someone and is now f- heading back to Joplin, mm-hmm. um, and Hank has an electrocuted boyfriend. Um, 
I was listening to Hater on his on the Ringer podcast where he talks about the episode, and it was interesting because the uh, the guy asked him, you know, this feels like a good like a natural stopping point for the series because you know Barry's been apprehended, yeah, and sort of, and, and and Sally's gone off to Joplin, but and 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 Hater was like kind of flummoxed by that. It didn't even occur to him because he's got he says you know there's a lot of like threads in the third season that will go into the fourth season, but I don't see how that happens. I don't see... What are you going to do with Barry? He's been caught. I, so I do think that, because I... Um, well, I, think, I, I would say... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go. I was just going to say, I think that, I think that the, the, the thing that, that struck me about what this season really highlighted was how... Barry had, like you said, the corrupting influence of Barry, and that, like, we're just, even if we never saw Barry in prison, then, like, we're going to see how this now affects everybody who Barry, you know, knows, and, like, how does Sally deal with the fact, I mean, it was in self-defense, but Sally killed someone. Yeah. And how does, you know, how does Gene deal with the fact that, you know, that he, even if it's, you know, just, he did turn on Barry, um, how does, uh, how does, uh, you know, how does Noho Hank deal with, it? I mean, all of them have these, these deci- decisions they made that now they have to deal with the fallout and whether they're going to be, whether this sends them on a darker path or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, it feels like the show, if anything, it's just going to become less about Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, unless. But I hate prison episodes. Well, so here's the other thing. How much, like, we know that Barry did all of these things. But how much evidence did he leave behind? Like, he was caught in attempted murder. Yes. But are they, you know, like, there's still just a blurry photograph of him, you know, shooting at the Chechens. Right. And they don't, I don't know that they have the evidence to, unless, unless Fuchs or, so, you know, because it's like, okay, Gene knows that he killed Janice, but he only knows because Fuchs said something. It's not like Gene saw it happen. Like nobody, so I'm wondering if next season, if that's the thing, it's like Barry gets out on a technicality. Like they Mm -hmm. don't actually have enough to build a real case on him, but you have all these people now who like 100% believe that he did it and know it. Um, But you have their compounded guilt. Cause that's the other thing with Gene. Like, it's not just that he like, it's like Barry got him a level of success he'd never gotten on his own. Right. And he turned on him, which is right, fair. Right. Like, he should have done that from the beginning, but, like... Well, he only know. did because of Robert Wisdom and the interrogation. Exactly. Um, so, I, you know, I think you're right. Like, I don't think there's a set path for next season, but I'm really happy that the show isn't over because I mm-hmm. I, I want it. Like, it's, it's this great pressure cooker of a show where it's like they just keep making things worse making things harder and you want to see what the characters do under that next level of pressure i hope that darcy carton has a bigger part next season mm-hmm. like i hope the sally uh what's her character's name natasha no natalie i think so um but like their their beef i hope that keeps spiraling um yeah maybe they the cops try to use Barry against Fuchs. 
And that he's the, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he, he was technically Barry's boss all those years. Yeah. I also wonder how much, you know, like Sally, I think Sally's an interesting character in that there are sides to her that she, like, she has this drive that can, is very dangerous. And so like, I'm curious how destabilizing this murder will be. But also, like, you keep seeing her. She's somebody who, like, every time she gets a taste of power, she kind of puffs into it. Like, it just, right. like, she rises to that level, and now that is. And so, like, you know, she's just taken a human life. She's going back to Joplin. Like, is this going to become a pattern for her? Will she, like, I'm kind of wondering if this is, like, Sally kind of becomes the new Barry, mm -hmm. but then needs Barry's help. I don't know. Breaking bad. So... I'm into it. I'm really into it. I really, yeah, right. I like it. So, yeah. Joplin, Missouri, though, is a shithole. That's why I bet she'll find some people to kill. Because <laughs> now sure. it's like she, next time she gets mad, she'll just be like, I stabbed a dude in the neck. Mm. <laughs> um, also, I really liked the, uh, the random joke, which uh, I didn't listen to that podcast, Dustin, but I did read an article about it. And uh, they said that he, I think Bill Hader himself pointed out that the one joke, uh, the one like joke joke in the episode was when they're talking about, uh, we haven't seen the, the FBI agent in a while, I forget his name. They're like, yeah, we haven't seen him since he, since he cocked his gun in front of us and laughed funny and walked and stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, and this is like a weird thing. So one of the things that in some of the interviews I've seen with Hader is he's talking about how the show is just like about anxiety. Um, and you see that in that ending, like in the conf confrontation between him and the FBI agent. But like what struck me, and this is one of those things where like, I don't know if it's just the scream that he let out when he's like on the ground and it's this high pitched, like cornered animal scream. And it's, I loved it because you never hear anyone, that is not something you hear especially men do in movies or television and i'm not saying it was a in a feminist scream, but it, it was this this raw um unselfconscious but like genuine panic mm -hmm. that i don't think gets portrayed a lot um mm -hmm. and it just really struck me because it's it's i it is one of the it, it there's a reality to it that i thought was really interesting because i think that uh and you know, maybe part of it's that we don't see characters driven into a corner in that way, that extreme level of anxiety and just like, but there was something very like animalistic about it that wasn't, it wasn't fury, it wasn't fear in the normal sense. It wasn't any of these other things. It was a very primal thing. Um, and again, yeah, I mean, like you think of Bill Hader as a comedian, but like, that moment like more than and like his acting overall i really like in the show but like if i had to pinpoint like what his best moment was for whatever reason for me it was like just that scream well like, it's it's a it's such an effective like deployment of his skill as a comedic actor of doing weird voices and noises and like, yeah but then it but the and like animal-esque sounds yeah but like deploying it in this way of like a like a cornered animal that knows it's gonna die right yeah 
I mean, it was, it was chilling. Like it was, that was a breakdown. Like that was, yeah, I don't know. Tater said that it was originally like a long exchange between him and the FBI guy, but then they heard the scream and they're like, nope, that's all, that's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Barry was good. Uh, whatever Dustin was going to say, I disagree with. No, I, 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 <laughs> I just, yeah. I think Barry as a character himself is a little, eh. I don't know. Okay, I know. All right. Um, The Boys. The Boys. Fuck Homelander. Double fuck A-Train. Oh, my God. Okay. Jensen Knackles' butt. Okay. (laughs) It's great. Uh no, for one thing I did want to say, this is a comic book thing. Um, the hamster in it. So you know how there's they're in, in the butt? lab. No, not in the butt. Close. Oh yeah, the uh, the super hamster. The super hamster. So when, oh, yeah, they, yeah, when yeah. they go to the Russian lab right before they let uh, Soldier Boy out, they see the hamster in the thing, and then the hamster like busts out and kills a bunch of things. And it's but it's a super hamster. So that is a that it was essentially a cameo of a character from the comics. So Huey in the comics has a pet hamster named Jamie. And it's like a big part of the comics. Like this thing, like his only friend is this pet hamster that he has. Um, And so, and it never, it didn't really like fit with the show, but when they were trying to decide like, oh, if it's a lab, there would be lab animals. They were like, somebody was like, what if that's how we introduce Jamie the hamster? So I don't know. I don't think the hamster is going to come back. I don't think, I don't think Huey is going to adopt it, but that was like their way of kind of incorporating another like, uh, fairly important part of the comics. In the comic, but does the, the hamster ever become... Okay. Does not have superpowers. <laughs> I feel like it does go up somebody's butt, though. Yeah. That you sounds know. like Arthur. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was something really um, fun about that hamster, though. Just the... I don't know. It, it was great, and just, like, it was... It was, like, appropriately cartoonish. Like, it looked, it looked fake in the perfect way. Yeah. To be like, I can just enjoy this chaotic violence. <laughs> it was great, just ping ponging hamster going mm. through people's heads. That was great. <laughs> um, and then I don't know. I mean, the other thing is like, so Soldier Boy is not dead. He was in a vat. He comes out, and he's now got some sort of giant explosive power from his like, I don't know. So he's 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 somehow been uh, changed to have a, a larger power set and you know, theoretically will actually be able to be a threat to he like he would be the weapon against Homelander, but for now he's just apparently walking around Russia naked. Um I have two things on the boys. One, I'm very sad about the backstreet boy getting killed. Um the 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 boy band guy. Oh uh, supersonic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Also they're gonna they're gonna kill Homelander by the end of the season, right? I mean, you can't just do this every single season. I think they're gonna do this every single season. Oh fuck! I do I do think that, and this is something I do think the show has sort of written itself into a corner, which is that the strongest points of the show, which are essentially like Homelander's uh, batshit, you know, like Anthony Starr's batshit crazy performance, and Carl Urban's angry growly performance. Like, those kind of anchor the show, and they only work if both characters essentially, like, don't grow. And so you have this thing where, like, 
the arc of the season seems to push them into some sort of personal growth, especially with Butcher. Like last season, like, you know, his decision to sort of pseudo adopt Homelander's kid because he's his wife's kid, you know, and, and being able to kind of put aside the mm -hmm. fact that the kid is the Homelander's son and focus on the fact that it's his wife's son, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like there are these moments of growth, but then for the show to continue, you have to kind of yank him back to the state he was. And so like that, I think this season that, as much fun as watching the show is like you really have to do more mental gymnastics to kind of accept homelander or uh butcher's sort of callousness you know where he's like you know pushing the sun away pushing uh frenchy and and kimiko away like the way he's treating his team like none of it makes sense like i don't <laughs> understand like he's sort of you know he's at and like the whole speech he has with like uh uh with mother's mother or whatever uh you know where he's kind of like i can do this because you're there to put keep the team together or whatever and it's like yeah but you didn't need to do that. <laughs> like i don't right. understand um so i don't know i think that well i just i do I, think homelander is going to survive i mean that's that's frustrating just because it's like you can put up with how awful Homelander is as long as you sort of implicitly understand that he's going to get his comeuppance. But he... I think he will get his come uh, comeuppance, but it's it's going to if it's knocking him out of power. So it's like he gains power, sort of like last season. He got really popular alongside Stormfront, and then the bottom dropped out when it found he found out she was a Nazi and he became unpopular. So this season he starts back at the bottom. He's super unpopular. Starlight is more popular. Now he's building his way up and something they do will knock the, the only alternative. And I'm curious. So if I'm, if that doesn't happen, if they're not just essentially rinsing and resetting uh, their roles, if they are going to actually kill Homelander, it would probably be to put soldier boy to replace him with soldier boy. So it's you, you oh, finally like find a, You find a superhero who's strong enough to take out Homelander I think that would actually be a really good move. I don't know that the show, and the only reason I say that as a possibility would be that uh, Anthony Starr, he had that drama in Spain. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's enough to get him booted. Uh, I don't think so either. And but it would be an interesting if they like gave up on the, the kind of stars and stripe aspect and brought in a very militaristic uh, mm -hmm. superhero at just thematically. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't see that happening, and I'm not really sure. Ackles is looking for another, like, sh like <laughs> leading on a show thing. And if that was happening, I'm not sure that Star would be promoting the show as much on like Twitter and stuff. Like he's he's. That makes sense. also Ackles is going to that other show next season. Oh, big, big sky. Big sign, yeah. Oh right, right. Yeah. So. Um... I mean, I, I can see it, it is an interesting problem because especially on the butcher side of his growth uh, and then, you know, steps backward. Um, like they definitely, I think they tried to do it with the, um, you know, especially once he pushes uh, his son away and like, you know, that then you can kind of, whether you buy it or not is one thing, but like you can kind of see like, all of his misbehavior after that is kind of, like, coming from that wound. Um, the problem yeah. maybe is just that, like, that happened so quickly that 
like like there's no like there's no stewing in it after that. It's just like now he's just yeah. like becoming a dick again. Um, but on the yeah. other hand, I don't know his his anytime he smirks and says something, you know, either clever and that's the problem. Or it's like sneers. You can't hate it because it's like that is ultimately the the pocket I want Carl Carl Urban performing in. Like that is right. yeah yeah. I want Butcher in that mode. It's just. Like, either stop trying to make him grow as a person, right. or at least, like, do a little work on making me accept the backslide. But please, mm-hmm. do, like, I understand why he needs to be like that, because the show is much more enjoyable right. when he's kind of the manipulative prick. Right. Um, one other thing that I... Did we talk about the octopus last week? or I don't think that was episode did. three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that the octopus scene was... Uh, awful. Horrifying. The, the eating it or the watching it during sex? Oh, no, the eating it. Oh, okay. Eating it. The, uh, the watching it during sex made perfect sense for the deep. Um, but... <laughs> it was pretty sad. You know, you guys, some, wait, wait. some people like holes, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But did you see that PETA, like, sort of, like, celebrated that scene? Because it was CGI. Well, like, what, yeah, what was their justification? Well, that they didn't eat not, a real squid? That, and also they humanized the animal. That it was awful that he was eating it. Yes. Because that animal has a soul and feelings, and now we see that. Oh, yeah, the soul, the animal is talking (laughs) to the deep. I feel like PETA doesn't, like... You could not see Tori's eyes roll on the back of her head there. (laughs) (laughs) PETA, they're just so, I'm sorry, they're so stupid. Like, I understand their point, but it's like, it still continued to the animal being eaten. Like, like, I don't know. It's whatever. Whatever. Did, did you guys see A Train doing that? Was that? Yes. Did you anticipate that? Oh yeah, I that totally surprised me. Only only because yeah. it was it, it wasn't so much about A Train for me, but it was more about I mean partially because partially it was partially him and partially that is it supersonic. Yeah. He was just so earnest that it was like his that was going to get him killed at yeah. some point. I mean, it was um, just him him immediately like listening to starlight and immediately going and trying to recruit people it was just like like regardless of how it worked out like you knew it was going to get him killed because it's like that was the first mistake like you you haven't been here long enough to know that you're you can't trust anyone Mm -hmm. so mad it's it's like watching trump get impeached over and over and over and yet never lose the presidency just rises back up and fucks over everybody homelander i mean I think that might be part of the message. Much <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, capitalism in, All right. the, in uh, London. The piece that actually surprised me a little bit more was the, uh, what's her name, turning on uh, her dad, or her adopted Oh, dad. yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming out there. I didn't, but I like that. I'm curious where the her injecting V into her daughter is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like that, though. Um. And I did like that uh, that Homelander didn't kill uh, Giancarlo Esposito, um, just because that that conflict when they're in the boardroom after he's been kind of ousted. Yeah. Um, it felt like it felt like the kind of moment where like he could lash out, and it would be like the show could definitely go there, and we wouldn't bat an eye. But right. Um, but it was but also the perfect. Reason, it was the it was as 
Edgar's is like leaving the room very slowly and like deliberately sets his drink down and walks out like they're you're waiting for Homelander to just like zap him in the back and it was great because it's that reminder of the sort of power dynamic where it's like okay fine like Homelander's on top like Edgar's no longer has his like boot on his neck from a corporate standpoint but Edgar still has like the confidence of like this guy won't because and and it's what I think Edgar's knows it's it's all to a weird way with Homelander it's still about um he still wants approval Mm-hmm. you know that the lack of parenting or whatever like he he's got so many parent issues and a big part of that is like he wants specifically edgar's approval right um yeah i love the way that scene played out because same thing i was like he could kill him but when he didn't it was even better she's like mm-hmm. and and you could see like edgar's knew he wouldn't do it like that was the yeah. confidence of like i'm gonna turn my back on you and you're gonna let me walk yeah. out of here Hmm. But they're all out of the temporary V. What are they going to do? Oh, that's Buy right. More? Yeah, Maeve's going to have to give them some more. Yeah. Um, speaking of superheroes, uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, which I didn't no, see. No, no. But... You didn't see it? Oh, wait, what? 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 Damn. I know. I just, look, it's been a, it's been a busy... It's been a busy few days not watching Kung Fu, and and I, I just, you know, you can't get to everything, unfortunately. So that, right. was, that was when I, I, I will get to it. By by next week, I'll be caught up on, I don't know, two episodes or whatever it is. Uh, Dustin, what did you think? The, yeah, I have no notes. It was very sweet and lovely. I enjoyed watching it with my kids. It's kind of that perfect uh, superhero show to watch with your kids. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's so it's lovely. Fun. Yes. I think it's interesting, too, because it feels it's more of a not that I would. And part of it's just, yeah, that it, it's dealing with a teenage superhero, for you know, and, and Marvel hasn't really done that so much. But it does. They really kind of fit it into the um, the Spider-Man pocket more than like it, it felt more like that fun, lighthearted, like kid discovering Mm -hmm. powers and you know will make mistakes but the stakes will be much lower um which was very refreshing um and it's going to tie into the bigger universe but it also like i'm not sitting here it doesn't feel like the kind of show where you're desperate for easter eggs like it's nice to to have an origin story again yeah (laughs) yeah i'm very excited to have her in the universe for like years to come. Right. Have you have you seen interviews with the, that actress? I don't yes. remember her name. Uh, oh my god, she's amazing. She's incredible, and she's just she's a genuine fan. Just infectious as hell. Iman Vellani. Um, yeah, she is. She's very, she's so poised too, and she yeah, and I like that she she's charismatic. Um, genuinely enthusiastic this is basically like her first role she kind of had cosplayed as ms marvel and got this part like it's it is that if the show wasn't so good you would be very cynical about the machine that kind of went around the show but it's like the fact that she really does bring it the show brings it 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 
like I don't I don't want to be cynical. I'm just like this is like this, the the Hollywood <laughs> machine. That, like this is what it should do. This is like making a star of someone who deserves it in a perform in the show that deserves the attention and like for once mm. like let it happen. Like it's so sweet. I'm rooting for a Disney show. I'm yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just nice to feel something again. <laughs> cold, dead and the heart. dad, I, well, I I love both the parents, but the dad, oh, I love him mm. so much. And the, the Green Hulk and his earnestness and, oh, no. Wow. Yo. I told All you. Right, that's we, it. We made the right call to bench Obi-Wan. Uh, yeah, we, we, and we didn't bench Obi-Wan, but we did maybe move it to the end in the event that we didn't get to it. Um, but, uh, Obi-Wan had a fourth episode. It is a thing that sure did happen. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about Ms. Marvel next week when there's a second episode and it hasn't been reviewed to death, but, uh, watch it. It's so cute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. No, not you. I was taking everyone else, but also you. <laughs> You're just talking to me, right? Whenever, yes, I whenever am. you're recommending shows, I assume it's just. That's why I only direct my comments at you. I say, hi, yeah. Dan. I mean, look, I. As far as I can see, there's just the three of us, and Dustin's already seen it. So. That's true. Um, this is not. This. What if this was actually. I mean, obviously, you've seen that the show goes out in the world, but what if we were 140 episodes in and literally it, no one, it was, we, no one had ever heard it. It was just <laughs> us talking and recording it for some reason. Dan's the one like coming up with fake email addresses to, to email comments. It has been a long con. <laughs> I would be so into it actually. Um, that sounds like so much more work than I already don't do. Uh, but uh, look, that's the show. We did it. We've we've hit our hour. Um, we'll be back next. Watch week. for all mankind. Uh, and the, Dustin, the... what if what if I haven't seen season two? No, you have to watch season two too. I mean, they're all three just amazing. I'm not expecting you to, Dan, because you're busy not watching kung fu. Exactly. But the rest of our listening audience, if you're looking for any show this summer to watch, for all mankind is the show. All right. So question. Because you said that's the song of the summer, the show of the summer, whatever. Um, I've yeah. almost had two ginger beers, shut up. Uh, sure. But you also said that the Ben Whishaw show uh, was mm. the best show of the year. So which I takes yeah. precedence? The show of the summer, because the Whishaw show, I think it's going to be triggering for a lot of people. So, and that would be my hesitation. And when you say show of the summer, do you mean like everyone can enjoy it? Like the song of the summer is like the party song. It's not like the best song ever, necessarily. I I wrote a piece today comparing For All Mankind to Top Gun because they're very, very similar in the way that they make you feel. So it feels like a Top Gun show. Uh, The other one, there's a lot of heavy, heavy medical shit and um, suicide and pregnancy issues and it's just it's hard and bloody as hell i don't mind the blood <laughs> oh my god so much blood it's better than uh we own this city oh yeah 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 oh huh. right. really i think you yeah the, oh my god it's so good but it's it's got so much dark humor that makes it hard not to keep watching it because it's really entertaining and you love these people but it's bleak. 
Yeah. But not in a like a oh shit. Like it doesn't make you feel horrible. You're not wallowing in pity while you're watching it. You're just So it's like David Simon inviting ducks onto his porch. He's still David exactly. Simon, but <laughs> Yes. He's feeding ducks. Now now there's a bunch of ducks. Yeah. All right. Speaking of ducks, DuckTales coming up in a couple weeks. Very exciting. Yeah. There we go. I got to get right. the, uh, soon enough I will have our watch list so we can share it so people can watch along with us. So if anyone has any uh, episodes that they feel Dustin absolutely must watch, feel free to hit me up on Twitter or better yet, reach out to our producer Seth at, at lovespackle on Twitter. <laughs> That's L-U-V. S P A C K L E. Yeah, that's how you spell it. I think we did it. Uh, we I did think, it. yeah, we got yeah. it. Uh, have a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Tori waves. <laughs>